Temple of Deliverance Incorporated, Sunday evening services with Pastor Bernard L. Wells. We are now located at 35 South Middletown Road, Nanuet, New York, 10954. Wednesday evening Bible study, 8.15 p.m. Sunday evening service, 5.15 p.m. Communion service every third Sunday following service. You can watch our full service messages on YouTube at PastorBWells.com or listen to our podcast, TabernaclePodcast.org. You can support the ministry through prayer and giving. PayPal, paypal.me forward slash tabernacle inc. Cash app, Pastor B.L. Wells. You can visit our website, tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org. You can leave a prayer request, testimony, become a partner. You can, you know, just um, su support the ministry. Amen. We're going to begin with a word. We're going to kind of go into our devotional service. Amen. Let's everyone give a hand clap. Amen. Glory to God. We're going to begin with a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, oh God, for another day that you've given us. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you, oh God, just giving us another day, Lord, another day to come in and praise and worship your name. Because you have given, given us another opportunity to live. And so we praise you, oh God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So let us begin with our, uh, once again, our praise and worship, our devotional service. And we're going to start with uh, song 42. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted. I got just what I wanted from the Lord. You can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it. You can't make me doubt it in my heart. You can't make me doubt it. I got just what I wanted. 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 I
me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. You can't make me doubt him. I can't live without him. You can't make me doubt him in my heart. I got the love of Jesus. I got the love of Jesus. I got the love of Jesus. I got the love of Jesus in my heart. I got the love of Jesus. I got the love of Jesus. I got the love of Jesus in my heart. Oh, glory. Now let's get God to pray. Glory, glory, glory. You know, you know, it's only a few. It's only a few of us. Well, it, the Bible says wherever two or three are gathered in God's name, in the name of Jesus, right? When we come together, we can bring the power of God in the house. Amen. 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 With the next one, 43. We're having 43. Talking about a good time. Talking about a good time. We're going to have a time. Talking about a good time.
Somebody didn't see their father today. Somebody didn't see their grandfather today. So they are already gone. So we ought to thank God we had another day. Amen. All right, get your Bibles. Remember, those of you watching this broadcast, you can visit our, uh, you can visit our uh, Pastor Bill Wells uh, to get the whole broadcast. PastorBillWells.com uh, and get the rest of the broadcast. Okay, get your Bible. And today I want to talk to today I want to talk to you about generation. 
Generations is something I want to talk to you about. Go to the book of Ecclesiastes with me. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 4. I got one of the new Bibles here, so I gotta figure out how to get the pages knocked off. Yeah, we need to turn the page. Amen. All right. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and verse 4. And it reads as follows. Uh, it's supposed to read as follows. I'm going to get this page open. Uh, Sister, well, read that for me real quickly. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 and 4. One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Amen. 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 One generation passes away, and another generation is coming, but he abides with the earth abides forever. Let's read that again. The one generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. One generation of people pass away, another generation comes and happens over and over and over again, but people just won't get the message. People won't get the message that God does not change. He's not changing for you. He's not changing for me. He's not changing for mama, papa, nobody else. God doesn't change. He said, I am the Lord that God that changes not. I don't change. Then the scripture goes on to tell us that the earth abides forever. It's still there. The earth is still there. It's still here. We die, and the earth is still here. In fact, we get brought into the earth. When we die, God cremate us. And when they cremate us, they throw us in a bottle. A bell of a bay. They throw us in a bay or a urum. I think that's what they call it. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. They have, they, they throw us in a urum or a bottle or throw us into the sea. Oh, we'll take another level. They burn us. They put us in a, 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 a cremation. So one generation passes and another comes, but the word of abides forever. The earth abides forever. We go. We come here, we erect this place the best way we know how. We come to make sure we make a mess and then we leave. And all our damage that we've done in our lifetime remains. Men make babies and don't take care of them and they die. And then that generation do the same. Generation. The earth has always been here before mankind was here, according to this 
therapy, first of all. They just guess, okay? They do all this mechanical guessing, okay? God ain't told nobody how long the earth is. We are, as far as I know, there's only uh, 6,000 years of records that they have, okay? So it ain't like they know, but then they come up with this thing, this is 20 million years old, that's 30 million years old. I guess they really know. You know, science, they got to figure, try to figure everything out. So they're going to come up with deductions and they tell you, and you're going to believe it over here. And like, like you dummies out there believe you came from an egg. <laughs> it's funny when people tell me they come from an egg, you know, we came from an you know. I didn't come from no egg. My mama dropped me after nine months. I don't know nothing about no egg. My mother don't look like egg. She don't act like egg. But she won't go inside my head when I'm bad. <laughs> That's for sure. But generations deal with one that I go to the next and go for animal food. Animals have generations. Ants have generations. Trees. Did you know trees die after a long time? Did you know if the roots come up out of a tree, that tree is going to die and then another tree is going to be born? It's interesting about generations. Generations is something that can't be stopped. Unless the entire, listen to this, unless the last person in their generation died, then that generation is finished forever. It's gone. It's not coming back. Once the last person in that, that genealogy of that family died, there's nobody left to reproduce it. It's finished. Is gone forever. Never to be That's interesting. That's very interesting when you look at it because generations generations deal with people doing different things. Generations deal with change. Generations deal with life. And generations deal with death. That's something people don't like to talk about. But of course, in the scripture, who the Peter Paul said. It's better than be man in here. Ask them from the body present with the Lord. We say it, but they don't. Yeah, I don't want to die now, man. I ain't ready to die. Generation. Go up to the Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 13. And let's talk about the type of generation that we deal with each day. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 13 says, They have a generation, oh, how lowly are they eyes, and they eyes, eyes are lifted up. Look at that verse. They have a generation of lowly. They feel they're better than everybody else. They feel that they matter at all things. They got more money. They got more this. They got more. They, they're proud. They Proud poor folks. Then you got some proud middle class folks. You got poor people that's proud. Poor people can't be proud. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just like the rich, you have poor proud people that's looking in their way. Look at that verse, beloved. It's saying in a generation, oh, how lonely are they? Uh, and they are better than everybody else. You got some poor people that are better than the next poor person. You got some middle class that feel like they're better than the next middle class. And they move in, they got five children, that women, a single woman, a 
generations do different things to impress people. And then they cut off and their time is gone. And when their time is gone, guess what happens? They become forgotten. Like I just I just read a story about uh, a lady that wrote 8,000 songs. I never heard of her. She wrote 8,000 songs in her generation. 8,000 songs. And she was blind. She wrote that famous gospel song, uh, Don't, oh, just to say, don't pass me by. But she became forgotten. Nobody knows who she is. I never even heard of her. I never heard the song. She wrote 8,000 songs, and the woman was blind since she was six months old. Generation, okay? She was already gone, dead. Nobody knows who she is. You don't hear nobody talking about her. That's who generation works. That's who God said it People still talk about Alfred Presley. Give her another 40 years. They're going to forget him. They're going to forget Michael Jackson. They're going to forget this body. They're going to forget that body. They're going to forget you. Unless you were some world book of Venus book, when you were there's books about you that's a historical book, there's only way they're going to remember you. Other than you can pass by. This younger generation forget people easy. <laughs> they forget you today. They forget your easy. So believe me, beloved. They're not rock knocking themselves out to remember you. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 95 and 10. I know some people love preachers that just be screaming and yelling and jumping all over and flying all over and knocking the chairs out. Well, what the Lord going to do that? Do that too. And I just want to teach you the word of God. Psalm 95 and 10. I could eat a new Bible or a trip, man. I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. Psalm 95 and 10 said, listen to this. For 40 long years, I will grieve with this generation and say to the people that do care in their heart and have not known my way. I'll read it again. For 40 long years, I was brief with this generation and said, It's the generation of people that do everything that have not known my way. Let me pray for the broadcast real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, I should touch every little soul watching this uh, broadcast. Oh, God, that'll be what you're doing with the broadcast right now. Touch, touch, heal, deliver, and make sure you break your sin life in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, look at that. For 40 long years, I was grieved with this generation and said to the people that knew everything they saw and had not known my ways. They ain't knowing about God. You learned about the children of Israel. God brought them out of Egypt. It didn't save some of them. These people misunderstand their country tells about the children of Israel when they were in Egypt. Most people misunderstand about the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. They didn't want to come out. They didn't want to come out of Egypt, folks. They just wanted God to ease the burden. That's all they wanted. Don't you know some people just want God to heal them today, but they don't want to be saved. 
Thank you. Some people want God to just bless them with a job and bless them with a car, and they're gone. You don't ever see them in church. They ain't thinking about God. They just want what they could get and of the children of Israel. They wasn't concerned about God bringing them out of Egypt. They were concerned about God living the burden from the taskmaster. They wasn't concerned about living righteous for God. That was the non fire. That wasn't their plan. Their plan was to cry out to God to let the burden. Don't you know how we are today? We're going to cry out to God. This is what we're going through. I don't come to the Oh, God, help me to and God is going to come in and fix everything for us. And then we go about our business. Thank you, God. Call you next time I need you. Bye bye. This is a generation of pure people that every in their heart, they have not known the ways of God. They have to take the time to seek out the ways of God. People think no of God in a new car, a new house. I didn't even know where they're going, God, at all. That's not even being religious. That's just totally materialistic. Anybody could get a car. You gotta be dumb and ignorant to not know that anybody could get a car. Anybody can get a credit card. Anybody, you say, no, you can't. Yes, you can. You can get a secure credit card. You can get somebody to co sign for you for a car. And you can find a full co sign for you. But you can find somebody to co sign for you. And you can get a car. You want to help you can get a co sign for a house. So those basic things, they're not spiritual. They're not eternal. People get all wrapped up in what you Prosperity, but you just talk about God is going to give you this. God's going to give you that. When you read that word, God don't give you everything. God has never gave nobody on this planet everything they want. People talk about Solomon, how God blessed Solomon in his generation. You want me to tell you something about Solomon? Solomon didn't ask God. They don't tell you that. Solomon didn't ask God for a dime. He didn't ask God for no cattle. He didn't ask God for no houses. He didn't ask God for no palaces. He asked God for wisdom to be able to judge God. He didn't ask God for no cash, folks. He didn't pay God for no money. Oh, God, I pray that you bless me for so many and billions and all the gold, all the series. He prayed that God would give him wisdom to deal with God's people. And the problem with us today, we don't pray in our generation for God to give us wisdom to deal with the people in our family and give us wisdom to deal with the people that we deal with. We're too busy asking, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jim. That's what her problem is. Look at this verse. This verse in Psalm 95 it says, For 40 long years, I was grieved with this generation that said it's a people that ever in their heart. They have not known the way. People go to church all the time and still don't know God. People go to church still don't know scripture in the Bible. I noticed something. My pastor did something one time. Many years ago, before my pastor passed away, he said, you know, it's easier to see people. And everybody say, oh, he didn't say his name. Everybody knew I went to the church. <clears throat> but here's the funny thing that he did. He said, he said, I know when Jesus is coming back. Boy, do you know so many people jumped up and said, hey, 
how we get to ought to be received. Hey, someone is trying to know when Jesus come back. But I just told you I know, and you're jumping up and down like I know. That's how foolish our generations are. We don't check things out to get the facts of what is being said. We don't check out to get the facts of what's really being said. And it proves such a dramatic point because these were some of the super spiritual people that they know about so much. They're the first say, hey, hey, pastor. And you say, what are you talking about? No man knows the hour or the day, not even an angel when Jesus is coming back. But yet people responded as a pastor knew. Those that were truly learned of God know he didn't know. And they were ready to write him up if he did say he knew exactly when he was coming. Nobody knew. I know Harold Camping and all these false prophets got up here telling people that Jesus was going to meet them at Coney Island, New York. That's funny. Coney Island, one place. If you ever been to Coney Island, it's dirty and nasty. You think Jesus is going to come and meet people there? He's going to leave glory to come to meet them on a dirty beach? Oh, come on, people. Wake up. No man knows the hour. In this generation, all the generation that's growing now, all that's being born this very moment. Nobody knows when the Lord is going to return. Nobody knows. I'm going to say it again. Nobody knows. I don't care what prophet tell you, prophetess tell you, bishop tell you, there's not a soul on this planet on Jesus coming. If you want to believe lies, gobble it up. This is a generation, the heart. Listen to what that scripture said. The heart had everything. It went away. It was right one time. The heart was right one time. But it erred because it was doing deceitful stuff. It was doing contrary stuff to God. And God moved away. The God is a godly God. He does not like us. God is a wishy-washy. He's not like us. I know people get upset with that, but it's the fact God is a wishy-washy. Not wishy-washy. Let's move on. Let's go to the, uh, Proverbs 30 and 12 real quick. Everything full. I need my time. Okay, uh, Proverbs 30 and 12. Look at what the scripture says. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes. There is a generation pure in their own eyes, yet they haven't been washed. They have not washed their filthiness. They haven't been washed from their filthiness yet. Look at the verse again. Here is a generation that's pure in their own eyes, and yet it's not washed from their filthiness. What are we talking about? Who's he talking about? He's talking about a generation that we live in. It. He's talking about a generation of people that's pure in their own eyes. Y'all don't get what I'm saying? What this scripture is basically saying, they're pure in their own eyes. They feel they are right no matter what God or anybody else thinks. 
Do you know when there's people in the uh, uh, human trafficking uh, 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 mess business and the sex trade business? Do you know some of them pimps and some of them perfect people? Do you know that some of them think that they're right at what they're doing? This is God's will. This is how some of them think. Don't you know some drug dealers? You know they kill millions of people selling drugs, but don't you know what they say? Um, this is a business. I run a business. They ain't caring about no soul. They're not caring about the lives of other people. They are those that got their eyes set to where they want to go. They are generating what they own things. Amen, amen. They're pure in their own eyes. 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 And what they're doing is like the God. I know Preachers, oh, this is one of my favorites. The preachers, the priests, the bankers, and the doctors. Those guys are the top actors when it comes to getting busted. When a preacher gets busted, he goes through the crying mode. Oh, oh, the first lie he said, Oh, I feel my family. Oh, it's so funny. I have to laugh when you see him on TV. They go, Oh, I feel my family. Oh, I feel God. He has been doing this mess. You just realize you feel what you were doing it all along. Oh, when the banker gets busted, they cry. Oh, oh, I don't know what's happening. You gamble over millions of dollars, people put it how you didn't know. <laughs> the doctor, the same thing, they all have this crying mode. Oh, the All along, they held their head up while they were doing their dirt. So, no, because they did it once. Preachers are the worst ones because they'll do their dirt once. And they didn't get in trouble, so they feel they could do it again. And they'll go back and do it again. And they'll keep on going and don't stop. And then when they get busted, I've seen the video of a preacher still money. They even put a video camera there, and everybody seen him sticking the money in his pocket. And when they confronted him, would you believe the man denied him? And they showed him the video, and he still denied. I didn't take the money. What was the money doing in your pocket then? <laughs> Look at this verse. There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes. And yet, having been washed from the filthiness of their sin and their deceit and dishonesty. You can't trust people today. You probably never can trust people, but today is even worse. They're going to try to scam you. We we just deal with something when somebody got a hold of one of my credit cards and ran it up a couple thousand dollars just about. But God got it covered. But the thing I want to tell you about this, they're not getting away. They think they are. They think they're getting away. See, when you start messing with God's heritage, you make it problems that you beyond what you already had. You cursing yourself further. You 
permanent caution on you. Y'all, of course, I'm gonna pray for them. <laughs> I'm gonna pray God take good care of them. I am. I'm afraid that God take care of them. How much if God desires to take care of them? Maybe He'll save them before it's too late. But He's gonna take care of them. But when you look at the scriptures, <laughs> when you look at the scriptures, the scripture tells you there's a generation of pure in their own eyes, regardless of what anybody says, regardless of you think how it's shown where they're wrong, they still going to be in the night. I ain't done nothing. You know why? Because some of them have already been turned over to a replicated mind by God. Some of them have been cut off and don't know they've been cut off by God. So it don't faze them. It don't faze them. <clears throat> That's why we're still in the pastor late, the girl in his office. And some of the people in the church covered it up. 20 years later, they came out through the everybody. <clears throat> and he tried to say, no, 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 no. And they were fooled. Be sure your sin will find you out. That's what the scripture says. Be sure your sin will tell you. Nobody's going to expose you. Your sin is going to tell you. <clears throat> Let's move on. Let's go to Mark 8 and 12 real quick. Mark 8 and 12. Look at that verse. <laughs> this is the first Bible I ever had to fight with. <laughs> okay. Mark 8 and 12 says, <clears throat> And he said, Be in his spirit, and said, why do this generation seek after the sign? Really, I say unto you, there shall be, there shall be no sign given unto this generation. That's what people are looking for. I'm going to read it again. <clears throat> and he said, deep there in the spirit, and say, why do this generation seek after a sign? That was a question he was asking. The Lord would ask me the question, why do this generation take out no sign? And he turned around and said, Verily I say unto you, there shall be no sign given unto the generation. Do you know why there's not going to be no additional sign given to the generation? The glory to when Jesus went to the cross and rose from the dead, he did not know no more signs outside of what's in God's word. There's no additional signs to be given unto us because it's already in God's word. There's no additional signs to be given unto us, but we're looking for a sign. <clears throat> we're looking for uh, aliens to visit us or some nonsense. We're looking for angels to drop by our house and say hello. We want God Himself to come down and talk to us. Then we'll deal with it. That's how that's how some of us think. We'll deal with God when he comes back. <clears throat> no preacher can't tell me nothing. Okay, well, since no preacher can't tell you nothing, why don't you read the Bible for yourself? Oh, no, 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 the Bible was written by man. Okay, well, then ask God, is he real? 
Oh, you know, Rod and Rod. Why would I want to waste my time asking you? Huh? How do you really know if somebody is real, he don't kind of find out? This generation seeks for a sign. When you have more signs already in front of you, if you took your time and read it, Mama, you'll see in this generation that we're living in is called the last days, the last time. If you took time to read your Bible, you're going to find out that we are truly living in the last days. You can see on our official intelligence taking over. You can see that they can roll us at the talk and walk on their own and act like you and do things you need. No, y'all don't know what's going on. Y'all sleeping. We live in the day, one day, we know these things. The Bible talks about the Antichrist and his robot buddy. He said, what are you talking about? I don't know about a robot buddy. That's the image that he's talking about. That's the image that he's going to talk to and really give it life. That's the all of them are telling robot. They're making a more and more human life. Yeah, I'm sleeping. This generation is going to get to see a lot of this stuff. But the problem with this generation, they don't want to hear what God has to say. The problem with this generation, they don't want to do what God says. The problem with this generation, they don't want to walk right, they don't want to talk right, they don't want to act right. But this generation isn't going to pass unpunished. This generation is not going to, oh my gosh, I say this all the time. This is the generation and the generation and the generation below me. We ain't getting away. None of us are getting away. We got smartphones. We got tablets like I'm using. We got laptops. We got desktops. We got smart watches, smart glasses. We got it all. There is no excuse for us not to search out God's word to find out if we're or not. None of us, beloved, none of us here in this auditorium or listening to this message is going to escape. The Bible said, How can you escape when you neglect so great a salvation that God has already provided? You're not getting away. You're not giving back. You're going to give account. Yeah, yeah. We're going to give account for what we say. We're going to give account for what we do. You ain't getting by this generation and walking by yada, 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 yada. It's not going to happen. It's too much information. The internet is the information highway, which I'm using right now. Isn't that something? I'm spreading the gospel through the internet right now. They spread all kinds of stuff, sell stuff, all kinds of stuff. We're not getting by. We're not getting away from love. We're not skipping time for God. And he's not going to know what we've been doing. He said, I am a God of judgment and I am a God of hand and I'm a God of power. He told you, I'm a little about God that brought me out of Egypt. But you choose to do what you want to do, but you're going to do what you want to do. And you're going to get paid for your work. Every man is going to be paid for the work that they do. Look at this 
of it. Jesus said in his spirit, he created his spirit, what I do with this generation take a sign. Why? Why is it you have to have a sign and others didn't? Who makes you any better than everybody else? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word is not going to pass away, and it's not going to change. That makes people upset sometimes, because when you take God's word, it's not going to change. So you have people that have sex change and say, well, me and God is tight. There's no tightness in God. Like that, you got to do a computer stuff. Either you're afraid of God or you're not. Everybody can't be God's friend. <laughs> There's a lot of preachers that's not God's friend either. Everybody's not God's friend. You got to meet certain qualifications. And guess what? The first one, you got to be saved. The second one, you got to be holy. If you can't meet those basic qualifications, you'll never be God's friend. Yeah. Did you hear that? You will never be God's friend. You'll never please God. Look at that verse. This generation is looking for a sign every day. They feel God is real when they get something materialistic. If you put $10,000 in somebody's checking account, they're going to feel God blessed. Oh, now God is real. You can acknowledge God. You got ten thousand dollars. I like you. Don't never acknowledge him. You get the loan that you were hoping to get. Now you acknowledge. Oh, God, maybe well, sometimes they don't even acknowledge God. Sometimes they don't even acknowledge God. But what I'm trying to say: this generation that we are living in is not escaping. You can believe any lie you want. You're not going to escape the judgment that God had for this generation. Amen. From generation to generation, God has consistently disappeared. If you really took time and read the book of Genesis about before the flood came, I want to tell you something about the flood. People have been lived hundreds of years. It's not like today they make 80 or 90 and die. It wasn't like that. They lived to 700, 900, 800 years, 900 years. Now, take this in a fragment of your imagination and think about this. This is a place that it never rained before. It never rained during that time. It was just the dew. You ever see the grass when it's wet from the dew? It didn't rain. That's how it was. There was no rain. It never ever rained on earth. No one that appreciate it's going to rain. No one's going to appreciate to that generation. They live six, seven hundred and three years. And it's going to be. I want you to understand this. He preached to that generation 120 years. Did you understand what he just said? Amen. 
One sorry message. It's going to rain. Three words. It's going to rain. Four words. It's going to rain. Uh, that's a boring message for 120 years. After the first day, they didn't pay no mind. After the second day, they didn't pay no mind. After the third day, they could kill it. 120 years that message is going to rain with preach. Today, we preach that Jesus is coming back. You hear people say, ah, they said that 30 years ago. My mama, my grandmother said Jesus was coming back here. Come back here. But you fail to understand. <laughs> Nobody knows when he's coming. We just telling you to get ready. Because you may die today. And if you ain't ready, you're going to be lost. That's why we tell you Jesus is coming. Because yes. we don't know when he's coming. But we know he's coming according to the scripture. So listen to him about Noah. And don't get him preaching that it was going to rain. You know, people partying according to the scripture. That might be you. We get out there having a good time, shaking ourselves all over. And I can just imagine how the women had their little short minis on, shaking it behind all over. And the guys had their shirts on over, doing anything, open up, that a girl can see you. They all having a good time. For 120 years, they did not have it in their heart to obey God. That's a long time. That generation refused to obey God's word. I don't care what Noah or anyone else said. Then they called Noah crazy for sure. He started building that off. No, they never built no ark. They never built no none. Noah is nuts. No more telling our generation is going to flood. What's a flood? A flood? What's that? What's a flood, y'all? And that's the kind of mentality they have. Yeah. You got to understand something. These were the people of God we're talking about. We're not talking about people that didn't know God. We talked about the people of God. Yeah. Oh, it started raining. So some of the people said, ah, this will stop a couple of days. You don't understand something. The animals, everything was going into the park. Yeah, it was raining while they was going into the It was a bone dry outside. It was raining while they were going into the park. And as everything went into the park, the more water came, and the more water came, and the more water came. Now, the people start to think because it won't stop raining. Now, we know here we could get flash flood. Yes. Okay? It could sink your car if you're in the wrong spot. But a flash flood, you don't have a car no more. But this wasn't the case. It wasn't a day of rain. It was non-stop. It was no stop little rain. And then more rain came. It kept raining on that generation until the flood came. See, it hadn't rained before the flood came. I'm trying to get you to understand about a generation action. Before the flood came, it rained. They had an opportunity to get right in the rain. 
they choose not to. So Noah went to the ark and the flood began to take place. Now the water is up to their neck. And there's nowhere to go. Everything's being covered. Some of them probably banging on the door. No one let me. You gotta understand something, y'all. I want you to, whenever you get a chance, read that story, because you're gonna find out in that story that God is the one that closed and shut the door. It is God that shut that door and sealed it, not Noah. Noah might have been a compassionate man and let them in. But God had already said, if they wasn't right, then they're not getting right now, and I'm not right. It's the same thing with this generation that we're living in today. If you can't get right now, you're not going to get in. People say, I'll live through the tribulation. <laughs> okay, let's bring it up today. If you can't live right, the simple rules of being saved, accepting Christ as your personal savior, and obeying God's word, how are you going to live during the time of the Antichrist? How are you going to survive? When if you don't have the Bible says if you don't that you have to uh you have to bypass his mom, okay, you have to bypass his name, you gotta do all that stuff. How are you gonna do that? If you can't obey the scriptures now, how are you gonna survive during that? That's something to think about. If you can't obey the scriptures now, when the scriptures will be available then. There ain't going to be no service that you can just run into whenever you want. You ain't going to be able to come here. They ain't going to no gospel preaching. Only preaching they're going to be preaching is take the mark of the beast. People going to die to be saved. It's no truth. What kills me about people today is people sit down and watch that movie appetite. They'll, they'll watch uh, uh, Star Wars. They'll watch, uh, uh, what else is there with the Star Wars? Um, what's the other one there? You got Star Wars, you have um, Star Trek. Huh? Star Trek. You'll still watch Star Trek. And enjoy, and you, some of your truckies, and your Star Trek, your truckies, your Star Wars following Avatar. What's a Star Wars Star Trek? You believe all that? Some of y'all got to paste it all over your wall. Y'all buy all the souvenir stuff for them. You got to, you're tricky. Some of y'all are tricky. Y'all 100% bloody tricky. You could tell a person all about all the starships in the Federation. You could tell everybody about all the starships in the Federation. With the USS Enterprise, etc. And know all the common numbers. You can know all who you're going to hold that. But you don't know who God and his son is. That's something to think about. Because Star Trek can't save you from the Antichrist. Star Wars can't save you. We got to get this thing right. We got to get it according to God's word. We have to get our generation right. You can't help nobody if you ain't right. That's what's wrong. We can't help nobody if we ain't right. You 
can't help nobody get across the street if you can't walk across the street yourself. Have you ever seen a, a, a crippled person walk somebody across the street? No. Because they're crippled. They need somebody to help them get across the street. The blind can't say, okay, it's not like you to walk across the street. You can run up and buy a car. You a dummy if you let a blind person walk and lead you across the street or drive your car. If a person is blind, they shouldn't be driving a car. You say, it's okay. God is, but he's blind. And he just get behind your car and kill both of you. <laughs> That's crazy. But this is serious. What are you doing for your generation? That's something to think about. What are you doing for your generation when it comes down to the gospel of Jesus Christ? When it talks about eternal life, what are you doing for your generation, your family, and for yourself? Amen. Everybody wants to feel good. Everybody wants to be comfortable. But the best place to be is comfortable in God. We live in a day when anything goes. But I'm going to tell you something. If this generation do not get right, it will being alone. It's guaranteed to be loved. Y'all can watch this TV broadcast. Y'all can watch me on YouTube. Make fun of me or whatever you want to do. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm right with God. <laughs> I'm concerned about myself. You don't have to be concerned about yours. But I'm concerned about me. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be lost. I don't just want to go to church and preach and be lost. That don't make no sense. Not to me. Not to me. I don't give no people do. I got to be right for me. If my wife and family don't want to be right, that's what I do. But I got to be right. I got to be right. When the Lord calls my name, I got to be right. I can't be trying to get right. This generation is trying to do it their way, and they're using that excuse to stand before God saying, I didn't know. But I'm telling you that this generation is not getting away. We have too much knowledge available. That's something to think about. We got too much written knowledge available. We're not getting away. We're not getting bottom. Those that watch this broadcast, those you don't know the Lord is your personal Savior, let's pray. It's time to get right and stay right. This isn't a vacation, beloved. This is a lifestyle. Not a religious thing. I said a lifestyle. Buy your head. Repeat with me, Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I thank you for coming into my life. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let me pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. I ask you to touch every little soul under the sound of my voice watching this broadcast right now. Touch, heal, deliver, and make free. I thank you for breaking the yoke and meeting the need. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, beloved. Don't run off the road. Stay faithful to God and obey what God's word says. Oh, I keep going off again. Stay faithful to God and obey what he said. Remember, we have Bible study Wednesday night, 8.15 p.m. right here. And Sunday service at 5.15 p.m. Until then, to be blessed and obey God. Remember, we have 35 South Middletown Road, Nashua, New York, 10954. Come on and join the Lord with us. God bless.